It's my life, so I walk the line, yeah. I got to give everything I can for this. No ifs or buts, honey, I would die for this. Need it more than my next breath, yeah. You know that I'm totally obsessed with it. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another Flow Apparel podcast. Uh, first of all, thanks to everyone who's been tuning in and giving the podcast a listen. Uh, Matt and I really appreciate the support. But today, I have our first ever guest in, which I'm really excited for. Isaac Percy, how you going, man? I'm good, how are you? Pretty good, man. Good, bro. That's sick. Um, not much, man. No, actually, no, lots, actually. Why am I saying not much? That's <laughs> not just much. the general answer you I think that's. People. I think that's like the Australian answer, right? It's yeah, like, what, oh, you haven't seen a mate in you 10 don't, years. You don't oh, what have you, you been up yeah. to, mate? Oh, not much. <laughs> Not much. <laughs> yeah. You could be doing it's everything. Just, but just like, standard, yeah. yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Like, um, what, what were you like growing up as a kid? Uh, growing up as a kid, uh, yeah, so uh, born in Newcastle, born, raised in Newcastle a little bit, and then uh, I came to Camden, uh, moved here like, fully, like, when I was about six. Um, yeah, when my sister was born. So, yeah, um, Camden, now raised, I guess. And, yeah, so Camden's a big part of my identity now. Um, yeah, went to... Catholic schools, I don't know, that's not really a big deal. Um, I got into music uh, around year seven. I did lots of DJing and um, performing a lot, a lot locally. And um, yeah, and then I got to a, uh, I got to a point where I um, I saw in like a I don't know, it was like a, I had like a mental health journey basically where I um, ended up coming up with Smash the Silence, which is what I do now. It's a, it's an event where it's mental health awareness and it's music. Um, so we have um, local bands come and play and um, do it for mental health awareness. And so that's uh, all of that music journey that I had with um, DJing has kind of um, come to like all my knowledge of that being put into um, still learning about mental health and putting like awareness together. So, yeah, it's me now. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll touch on the mental health stuff later. Obviously, yeah. that's a pretty important subject. Yep. Let's, um, let's touch on how you got into music. So how did that have come about? Yeah. DJ Ice Pack, for everyone <laughs> yeah. who doesn't know. <laughs> the retired. <laughs> the retired, the former. I don't know who that is. Yeah, I don't the, know. The never heard of him. <laughs> who's uh, Ice Pack? Bro? Yeah, who's that? I don't know. Yeah, so uh, back when I uh, was probably about uh, year five that I like got into like like seeing DJs, you know, like David Getters and all that kind of stuff. And you think, oh, that's really cool, you know, seeing them perform in front of thousands of people and like uh, seeing everyone move. And I was like, that's, that's really sick. And like I couldn't sing. So I was like, well if I could do something musically, then I would be probably DJing. So uh, I got to learning, um, you know, just how to make beats on GarageBand and, you know, d- just learning how to do simple mixing on my iPad or whatever else. And then uh, I ended up taking it a bit seriously around um, around year nine. I uh, learned how to actually properly produce music. I worked with singers um, from, from the States to the UK to all around Australia and um, put together a, a solo album by the age of 16. So, and then I was doing shows and like that was kind of my life for a while so and then and obviously lots of parties you know doing the djing stuff like you um that's the best way to make your money um shout out um house djs i don't know <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah man so that, that just became my life for a bit there and um yeah like I, I think i got to a point where um it felt like that i wasn't really progressing um artistically and i was doing a lot for business and you know and for and for income and um yeah so obviously i kind of ch- changed lanes and uh did something that I'm passionate about, um, yeah. But never say never. Mate. That's it. I suppose it could be back. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll break him back out. I think. Yeah. <coughs> the <laughs> announcement. <laughs> no. So, uh, so um, when you when you were obviously doing music, who was it? Um, let's let's talk about Australia. Who were you looking up to in the Australian music scene? Oh, well, biggest one, Flume. Mm. Yeah, Flume was a big one. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, just 
idolized like his sound and like how original it was and how people like looked at his music and was like wow that's like so different i've, I've never heard shit like that really so yeah so that was yeah. a big one for me uh yeah so uh, you know i looked up to flume and seen him quite a few times now and um yeah so i try to like learn how to do that sounds like you know the going on youtube and like how do you make flume music and like, <laughs> yeah. and like learning how to do it and like, yeah, yeah I, rem absolutely. I remember seeing him on sunrise you guys remember that when they went into his bedroom right. he had like a single computer screen oh yeah manly yeah yeah, yeah 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 and it was just like sunrise just went into his bedroom he's like yeah i've just got this little laptop and it was like and then now you look at him you're like fuck like yeah, he's come he's a long way it's pretty funny i follow him on instagram he puts yeah. up some funny shit oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so like that was a, that was, yeah that was easily the biggest Australian influence, and yeah, he's massive. Eh? He's done some big things. Eh? He's broke yeah. some records, yeah. and so yeah. some he's living in LA, I think huge. now, and yeah, he's killing it. Yeah, millions. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, as good as good as Flume is, Flume's not on the podcast. So. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> one day, that's yeah. Shout out to him though. Yeah, he yeah, wants to. Ice <laughs> on the podcast. No, he, he, he is very very talented, but um, yeah. In terms of progressing from the music and production side of things to um, when was kind of the the realization that you were destined for more essentially and, and wanting to obviously you're very passionate about mental health where, where did you kind of identify was there a certain time or a period or something specifically that came up in your life where you just, just kind of decided to go for it yeah so um yeah when as a i was doing lots of gigs and like doing a lot of um coordination for gigs so like the biggest part um like i was at some local festivals where i was doing the event lineups so like I would um, reach out to my basically my DJ mates and like put together the lineup and the, the set times and I, I was the in the technical side of things and I really enjoyed doing that. Uh, it was really cool to actually like get my friends together and organize it in a certain structure and like have like a, put together a really sick night for people to enjoy. And so uh, it was a, I got into put into a program for school called uh, Max Potential. It was a um, it's like a leadership program where you get partnered with a coach and you get to put a, a community service project together. And um, upon reflecting on, like, in that program was, like, uh, like what's something that you uh, see a need for and, like, you want to make a difference in? And so um, at a younger age, around 13, I, I lost a really good friend. Um, and so, like, I like I thought about that memory um, and thought about, like, the fact that I want to prevent losing anyone else especially and, like, that I'm close to and, and, and other people that, who are, like, like losing someone is the, is the hardest thing in the world and especially if it's like deterioration or like <laughs> gradual like like losing someone just mentally like it's it's the hardest thing to go through so like i wanted to kind of protect um as many people as i could and i'm, I'm thinking like how can i do it like I'd, i'm not a psychologist i'm not a, a therapist like and i'm <laughs> at the time i'm like 16 i'd I'd like how can I help and I'm thinking well like I'm really good at event coordination and uh, I'm really good at like I know connections to musicians that I've worked with and I know and it'd be really sick to try and combine that too and so yeah I came up with Smash the Silence and so yeah we had the first one and uh, we had like five <laughs> artists including this man <laughs> over here yeah, uh, yeah man. just yeah, for days. just for everyone that doesn't know what Smash the Silence is you just want to give us a bit of a background on it exactly what it is yeah okay so Smash the Silence um it's it's an event that happens um, usually during youth week uh, just because that's probably the best time because it is for young people aged like 15 to 25 around that age group. Um, so uh, what we do is we um, we, we, see, we reach out to local musicians to come and play. Um, we come up with a, you know the, the set like set line of a, a bunch of artists are going to play and in between the, the performances we'll have guest speakers um, talk about mental health and um, and services come and support as well, which is really awesome. So... Over the years, we've had 
big support from Headspace and um, Trackside, which has been amazing, you know, and um, it, and it's been really good to create like this really nice atmosphere. We um, we make the the lights all blue and make a really calm environment where we put in a there are beanbags on the floor where people can sit on and we just try and make it the most relaxing environment and really safe for people to uh, can open up and it's not it's like no no pay entry it's free like anyone can come and it's uh, yeah it's really just like about creating a safe space that isn't really like forcing people to open up about what's going on in their life but to let people know that there's there's uh there's there's a way to like reach out you know letting them know the information and yeah that's pretty much what we're trying (coughs) to do probably more so there's people that they can like if if everyone's obviously attending the event they can see like you know so many people are behind this cause and they're behind like in a in a supportive sense and like there's so many people and and we've we've all spoken about this in different conversations where you know a lot of people don't talk about it until and I, i think it takes something like the smash of silence and for people to go to that event where they're then able to see how many people are struggling and it's it's kind of like a, a silent head nod like you know i'm dealing with this as well or like not to uh, and i know Cohen ray speaks about this a lot he says like the last thing you <coughs> want to do is get in, into a relationship where you are connecting via um problems and you're only ever discussing like negative things in your life because that's not like the way to yeah. to build any relationship so i think in a sense um yeah when when an event like smash the silence happens it's kind of like that silent head and I'm like man you're going through this as well oh, yeah, like this makes me feel a lot a lot more at calm with my situation and and having and being involved with people around you I think yeah it's a great that's a that's awesome a perfect event. point too because so many people do so many different people like have different genres of music so there could be a soft acoustic singer there but there could be a rock band and that can have that adaption say between me and you and to have everyone in that same Everyone adapts over different things, but also there for the same reason. I think that's really important. Hundred um, percent. Having that rock band, you know, I'm say I'm more of a heavy metal supporter, but you're you love piano, you love acoustic. You know, we're all there for the same reason, but we support different things, and that's the most important thing. So what yeah. you're doing there is unreal, man. So, Thanks, but that's that's awesome. So, I guess one thing, if you don't mind talking about, let's just touch on your personal mental health, sure. if we can. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's going to have a big part in Smash the Silence, and it's something you hold close to your heart, as we both do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we could just touch on that, maybe really appreciated. Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, my mental journey. Uh, yeah, so I've talked about this on um, on Aiden's uh, other podcast, the Dash, as yeah. well. I've talked about this. Shout out the retired shout Dash. Out, <laughs> shout out the retired Dash. Uh, soon to be coming back, just with, uh, just like Iceberg. Uh, if I if I <laughs> come dash, back, you come back. The Dash featuring Iceberg. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. So my mental health journey, I guess, like the yeah, the uh, the biggest part was that losing my losing that um really good friend at a really young age. Um. Yeah, like it was a really, um, really big turning point. Like I had never, um, like I, I, you know, I'd lost family members at a really young age, and obviously, like that's that's hard. But like losing someone um, who was your friend, at like early in school, and um, that was just shock. Uh, yeah, shock waves. Like, I, if, yeah, thinking about it, it's like, yeah, it's, it's a freaky thought. So um, yeah, so like that was um, that was a big thing for me, and then it um, came around. Um, maybe like not long after I did the first Smash of Silence that, um, you know, there had been a run of some uh, some not great relationships for myself um, where, uh, yeah, I struggled with anxiety and, um, you know, like I had yeah, some, some toxic relationships where um, me and partners didn't, didn't really work and, um, yeah, it really takes a toll on you. And, you know, there was definitely nights there where I was um, questioning like, you know, like what, where, where do I belong? Who do I have to go to, um, you know, because... 
uh, I think that uh, sometimes in relationships you push away some people that you probably need. Uh, you know, you, you <coughs> kind of just focus on the one person sometimes. And um, when, so when you're when you lose that relationship, you think that you don't have anyone, and that's kind of the scariest thought. So, so yeah, so anxiety was a big one for me. You know, um, I yeah, like, and uh, it took me to go in, into hospital and. Um, uh, you know, having from having anxiety attacks, thinking that I was having heart attacks. You know, there's this having your t- this tightness in your chest, and you like don't even understand why. Like, I'm fine, I'm fine, but like, you're really not. And there's obviously this underlying issue that you don't really understand. And um, yeah, so it was around the biggest one was probably last year. I um, yeah, I um, had a proper anxiety attack, and they were really concerned about my health. I was um, and I weighed myself as about 47 kilos. Uh, which is severely underweight, especially for my height. <laughs> so um, that was that was not good. That was really not good, and that was a really big turning point in my life. And you know, signed up for the gym and um, really started working myself, and um, decided not to um, you know not to focus on relationships, but focus on myself for a bit and make sure that I was okay. And um, yeah, and so um, you know, working on myself uh, has ultimately helped. Um, many different aspects in my life you know like so um uni's a lot better like uh, yeah at the same time when i was going through all that i was i i think i had like four subjects i was at, i was down to one because i just kept dropping out of them i was like no i can't do it i can't do it i couldn't yeah so i had this really negative mindset and uh, yeah so everything in my life kind of started to steer in a different direction when i started to actually um look after myself and um and start conversating you know i start i'm um, talking to my friends and start talking to people like my family like you know, when you're struggling, you push away yeah, some of those people that you're closest to. So, you know, being able to openly talk to my mum, being able to openly talk to my even my father, talking to my friends, um, you know, even just new people trying to reach out and find someone that is on your same wavelength. Because, um, you know, sometimes if you associate yourself with the wrong crowd, you become that person as well. So, yeah, so, you know, it was about trying to pick and choose the right people to um, – make me the best person, make me my best self. And so, <coughs> so yeah, so that leads me to now where um, I feel like I, I understand myself a bit better and I feel a little bit stronger and I feel like I can talk about these things and not freak out or, and um, yeah, I can be open and uh, and talk to really great guys like yourselves and be able to just be open and, and it feels, it feels um, almost liberating, you know, and like, you know, there's days where you definitely struggle. There's days where you're like, yeah, I can't get out of bed today or um, I can't do this today, but yeah, eventually, you know, if you just um, keep trying to work on yourself and keep that open communication and, um, yeah, and like and admit to yourself that it's okay not to be okay, um, but also remembering it's it, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many people that feel that way and if you like, literally just messaging someone or like finding the strength to reach out to somewhere, whether it's a service, whether it's a person, whether it's – you know, like being able to journal something down or write it down and being able to get those feelings out of your head and stop thinking about them and get them down somewhere. Yeah, like that's just it, it helps that just that little bit and it's like it's like a step by step, yeah, you eventually get to where you want to go. So yeah. yeah. So so talking about journaling, I know that's one of the ways that you kind of yeah, um, help one. your mental health now. What are a few of the other ways that you can kind of share with everyone listening that you <coughs> would kind of go to to um I guess just realign what's going on and, and work towards like a better you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, for me personally, being a, being a creative self-expression, like being able to find an avenue to express uh, a big one for me when I was really not doing well was poetry. Um, I, I c- 
I've been pretty good at English, but I've n- I never really explored poetry or, or writing in that kind of form. And so getting those thoughts into a into things like haikus. I don't know if you know what haikus are. It's yep. like five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables. And being able to take my feelings and put it into a few, like three sentences and like getting that out there like felt so like freeing and people would reach out and say that this is awesome. Like I feel this exact way as well, like reading this. And so like if I could turn something that was so negative into a positive for someone to help understand themselves as well and realise that holy shit, someone else is writing about the exact same thing that I'm feeling holy fuck, I'm not alone. That's, that's, yeah, so like, yeah, pers- mm. personal expression is a, is a really good one. Um, yeah, and I guess like exercise and stuff, like, yeah, I, that, was, that was the big one for me. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's getting a bit of a shout out on this podcast, but is that similar to Kerwin Ray about the breathe in for six seconds? I was just about to say that. So yeah. <clears throat> one thing that's why I know my, me personally, like everyone has their ways. So obviously where you're at now, you know where to stay away from yep. and where to steer to if you're having a bad day or if you're in a you know, bad state. And I know, you, you know, you've got your pattern, whether that's resting, reading, whatever that is. And I'm the same. And I'm, I think I'd I feel that more on a physical note um, rather than I know if I don't spend the time on my body, whether that's meditation, nutrition, water, whatever, sleep, I won't function properly and my mental health won't. And that's perfect. So Kerwin Ray, one of, one of the people we follow, um, he has his technique and it resets your autonomic nervous system, system. Sorry, And what that does is you breathe in for six, you hold for six and you breathe out for six. Okay. I think if you do that five times, it literally resets your nervous system. Now, oh, okay. I try to do that, if not every morning. I well, do some type of meditation or wash my face or skull water. I do some type of cleanse every morning before I wake up. Um, and it's unreal. It literally works a treat. If I'm just stressed or if you're – it literally just takes everything away. So yeah. doing that is a massive thing and that's one thing I do. Um, but, yeah, that's that's exactly yeah. right. That's a well, great technique. Well, I remember because we're both um, <coughs> kind of opted into his, his online course that we're doing next year. But – um, yeah, with those videos he's been putting out on the portal, um, the first part is psychology, and mm. he, he just kind of explains a little bit more in depth. Um, obviously, when you pay someone, they're going to give you more of an insight as to how to do things like yeah. um, in depth. But um, yeah, watching over that recently again, um, kind of just brought back like I started doing it, and then you kind of just like ease off a little bit, yeah. and then you kind of get not lazy with it, but you just kind of it just kind of gets triggered in the back of the Rolodex a little bit. Yeah, um, right. And rewatching it now, like. Um, you know, on the on the weekend, I think it might have been the Friday. Um, some stuff was going on with with work, and I was like, "Shit!" Like, tomorrow is my birthday, and I'm not working tomorrow. I'm taking the day off, and I was like stressing out a little bit because I was like, "I have to meet these deadlines, but I don't want to be in the office tomorrow. I, I should be able to take, you know, your your birthday off essentially, mm. um, especially when it's a weekend as well. Like, so many people are used to that Monday to Friday, but yeah, watching that Kerwin Ray video at like in. In the midday of Friday, I was just like, right, breathe in for six, hold for six, release. Mm-hmm. And my brain just literally, yeah, as you said, reset. And I was yeah. able to then, like, the daily plan is right over there. But I literally was just able to see my daily planner from a whole new perspective. Same yeah. exact writing on it, same exact daily planner. But I was just able to look at it differently, in a different light. Yeah. And then <coughs> I left Friday night, left the office Friday night, and I've never felt so much clarity in my life. Like, it's just in terms of, obviously, stressful situations. Um, and then I was able to enjoy Saturday with you guys out at the pub for my birthday and stuff like that. But, yeah, I think that's very similar to what you, what you were talking about. And yeah. How, and yeah, no, that's excellent. No, yeah, I've never heard that one before, but yeah. that's, that's a good one to keep yeah. in the... And in just, t- just touching yeah. on that as well, like, they, 
again, another fact is when you when you're stressed, which obviously lifts cortisol levels, your IQ drops by up to thirty five points, which is massive. Oh, so yeah, when you're yeah. stressed, like you said, reading daily planners, organizing stuff. If you're stressed, like how many dumb fights have you had or dumb things have you done when you're stressed or angry? Yeah, take a couple seconds to do them breathing techniques, and it literally like you just feel weight off your shoulders, and it ha- it's a it's honestly works a treat, like it's perfect. So yeah, it's definitely one. Um, we were only talking about this outside before, so obviously, um. Whether you you love or hate him, Logan Paul. So he had built up this massive brand of, of followers and YouTube subscribers and stuff like that. And one video literally almost ruined his entire career. Mm. And I think Warren Buffett's the person that says this. Whether we, I think we might have touched on this very very um, small, like or shortly on a previous episode. But he says it literally takes X amount of years to build a personal brand, and you can ruin it in ten seconds. You say the wrong thing at the wrong time, or do, or, or show the wrong thing, or whatever. Um, although you might not be trying to impress everyone, there's still a, a level of, okay, that's crossing the line. So, yeah, you can and ruin those kind of things where um, I think it's important in a sense of like just realising different perspectives of how you have to take other people into consideration sometimes. Mm. And um, That's right. And as much as like, you know, as much as we all love each other, like as we love mates and I love our family, there's no one in, as important in this world as yourself, you know. And if 100%. you don't, I'm a huge believer, and it's a it's proven. It is you're never going to love anyone until you love yourself. Yeah. And it might sound a bit corny or a bit selfish, but it's true. Like, you know, if you're not looking after yourself, if you don't love yourself, you're not confident with who are who yourself. You're not going to love anyone else. You're not going to because then you start to having stabs at other people, and then you fall into fights, and then it puts you into a further deeper mental health problem. And this is from personal experience. Like, whether that's relationship with my my girlfriend or my mom or mates, you know you're just creating dramas in your head just because you're not happy with the person that you are, yeah. you know? And that's that's literally was me for probably a good six to eight months of my life and it was in, like, I was causing the worst fights in my relationships. I thought me and my mates weren't getting along, you know? I thought I didn't want to talk to my girlfriend, you know? Then everything happens and then it was, it's a simple, and this is why I say talk to people, it's a realisation. Nothing changed in my life but a conversation with someone and it literally made my brain snap and went go a completely different direction and now I'm literally standing on top of the hill looking down. And that's exactly how it feels. So it's, it's like you said, it's like it's speaking is just a realization. Most of the time, nothing happens. It's just a flip on 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 what it is. And I think that example, I think I'm, I touched on you was when I went. I seeked professional help when I was <clears throat> obviously at my lowest point. And um, I went and spoke to professional help. And the best thing, she put me into a realization. My psychologist, and she was good. She was a bit of a realist, you know. She mm-hmm. swore in front of me, you know. She was a bit. It wasn't like all lo- like lovey dovey soft, yeah. which is what I needed. And very she, very affirmative and just yeah she was yeah. just laid back and you know would swear in front of me and just like say what's the problem what's going on here and she asked me if she put me through these tests and she was like so you know a stressful day at work rated out of 10 and i was like oh eight seven she goes okay you've had a fight with your girlfriend how upset are you and i was like oh probably seven eight she goes all right you've had your worst day like on a weekend she goes you come home how do you feel i was like all right a nine <clears throat> she goes okay she goes your mum your dad your whole family she said, your best mates and everyone you love's on a bus. She said, that bus crashes, hits a wall and everyone dies. How do you feel? And I went, really, I was like, wow. And I said, 10. She goes, you've rated a bad day at work an eight and everyone you love in your life dying as a 10. Mm. She goes, how's your bad day now? I was like, one. You know what I mean? And that, from that question, it was from that moment on where everything in my life was good. Yeah. Most glass half full empty, like glass half full moment. And like, like I literally nearly put tears in my eyes and I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I was like, I'm literally... Like it makes us feel so ungrateful and so like you know selfish, and it was that question that made me go. Yeah, you put things fine. into perspective. Hundred percent, and that's all it is. It's literally a perspective. That's all it is. That's what I'm a big believer of. So, 
oh, speaking is so important. Like, it's unbelievably important. Like, you don't realise as upsetting as it is, but also as humbling as it is, there's so many people going through it. So it's upsetting to hear that, but it's nice to know for other people that are going through it mm. so they can adapt to people. Um, but I, yeah, it's just... I think what I'm going to do, like, I wasn't expecting to kind of... I know that we would touch on this, but um, what I actually want to do is I want to get my phone up and just, like, connect it to Bluetooth. You guys can keep the conversation going. But while I'm finding this video, um, this is obviously, again, shout out Kieran, right? But um, <laughs> he touches a lot on, like... Um, his son hugging him. I'm gonna get the audio <coughs> up because we've yeah, just for sure. we've just um shout out to the boy Matt next to me, um, <laughs> a- absolute legend. Um, yeah, so it's my birthday on the weekend. Um, and yeah, Matt and I have been talking about upgrading our podcast um, equipment so we can get guests like Isaac on. And um, yeah, we were looking at this audio interface, and yeah, Maddie surprised me with it. And um, so now we get to kind mm-hmm. of uh, yeah tune in and play stuff off the phone, add little sound effects and stuff like that. So I'm just gonna um. Get up this video here. Um, you guys can keep talking, get the conversation yeah, going. Yeah, sure. That's it. Yeah, I guess, yeah, if you could put it in perspective, like, um, usually it's all the things that start with F, so like firm, work, which, um, you know, a faith, uh, which doesn't have to be religious, can be like your faith within That's yourself, right, yeah. uh, your family, your friends, um, your financial, you know, like obviously finance is a really big thing for some people. Mm. Uh, a lot of people put pressure on themselves. So, you know, it's like looking at those different aspects of your life and trying to like, like rate how you feel about every single one of them. So like whether it's your connection with your family and you feel like it's like, I'd say it's a five out of 10, then it, that's like an aspect that you understand now you can work on that. Or like your your friends, you know, you go like, oh shit, like um, I haven't really been keeping in touch with my friends because I've been just, you know, um, too busy doing like literally anything else. And so you can rate that or whatever. And then what you can do is you can track your progress then and you just keep going back to those and, and like you write them down somewhere, come back to it later, like, at a, like maybe like two weeks later after you've like worked on the parts where you know you need improvement and you can understand, oh, okay, cool. Well, I, I, my relationship with my family is like a little bit better. I'll give it a seven. And yeah, it's like yeah. kind of like tracking your progress. And yeah, uh, another good way of tracking your progress um, is like daily planners. Like I know Aiden's a big person with daily planners. Do you do daily planners? I used to do post-it notes. That was yeah. a good one. And that's, that's, it's just journaling, literally documentation yep. of what, how you're feeling and what literally. you're doing. So, you know, daily planner, like you're rating stuff out of 10. That's a great idea. Yep. Mine was literally post-it notes. Like, as you know, like I used to just, it was more as a schedule, but that was more my, say, plan or my order. Like yep. put myself into the mindset and that scheduling was setting me up for that good mindset from the day. Which is one less thing that your brain has to think about. That's like right. exactly. If it's planned out, you can just look down and go, okay. Yep. 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 First, thing the, first thing in the morning, if you just get all your thoughts out of your head and write them down, and literally just dot point form, you know, yeah. that's like the moon landing was literally all dot point order. That's how they, that's how they got to the yeah. moon, you know, we'll, like we'll come it's proven like that. Yeah. We're yeah. just coming back to what you're saying about the bus. I'll just get you to pump up the iPhone. Uh, uh, this, uh, this one. There we go. <coughs> so it's just a quick video. So, um, obviously, disclaimer: we're obviously not fathers to children or anything like no, that. No, but we can relate to it in a sense of this. So I'm just going to play this. Connection to different. When I play with my son, I acknowledge the possibility that one of us may not come home. And this morning was a perfect example. He's lying on my lap. And we're running late, which we do most mornings because of this exact reason. But Daddy, can we just cuddle a little bit more? Can you just give me a few more kisses? Can we just play for a little bit longer? And sometimes my first response will be, no, buddy, we're running late. we got to go, mate. we got to go. But then I'll say, dude, you may not come home today. He may not come home today. And uh, touch wood, I'll never be in this situation if I ever experienced loss of anyone. And I had that moment where I could have spent more time with him and I, and I said no because I was running late. You know, f- that I'll be late every day if I have to be. If it means I spend more time with my son, so that's mm. just to give a bit of insight. And like, 
That's beautiful. That's yeah, so important. Like, yeah. Again, like we're not, we're not, we don't have children, but in a sense, you can relate to that. I can relate to any relationship you have. It's there's a time that you could have been hugging your girlfriend at, at night, and instead you went out to a pub and got pissed blind. Like, like obviously, yeah. there's there's <coughs> factors where you need to have that time to go out with your mates and get pissed blind, but. You know, sometimes in the morning when you wake up and you just kind of don't give your girlfriend or or your parent or a sibling that attention or or a, or a child, um, sometimes it's just like stuff happens. You might not see that person again, so it's just important to kind of live every moment. Yeah, and um, yeah, pay attention to the people that, as you were saying before, that are close to you and not tend to push them away. But yeah, and um, I guess one one last thing as well is that like if you are in a situation where like you do lose someone and like it is something that you like like let's say like you know Cohen Ray saying like you know like oh we've got to hurry up you know and like if something bad does happen, I, I think a lot of people actually struggle with the fact that they go what if you know yeah. they think what if mm. and like oh like oh I lost someone like. What, what if, if I did something else, I could, I could have saved them. I mean, and I guess that's a really big thing about mental health, but we just, we have to also just remember that, um, you know, life's taking its natural course. We've got to um, accept that and as hard as it is, um, you know, and it's about talking about those things and not just keeping it internal and letting your brain just keep, you know, asking that question over and over again. You, know, you can't ever blame yourself for anything that really happens to you yeah, or to anyone. 100%. But yeah, that audio, is, that's pretty important. Exactly that message behind what Kerwin's saying there is, you know it's so valuable and as you were touched on before like losing a mate at a young age has you know was was a tough time and as as the worst thing about it was probably seeing the yeah, how close your closest mate seeing how they were now i was younger at that time i was 17 i think maybe 16 yeah and then boys at school were kind of like my big brothers so i was in the year below and they were kind of like you know the big couple of years older than me at school so seeing that at a young age at what happened it was a tragic obviously a tragic thing and it was big in the area Seeing that at a young age was, I remember. I still remember the day I got the call. We went back to a mate's house and everyone was bawling their eyes out. And literally, I was not I, I, like I was sad. I knew what had happened, but I was thinking I was just too young and I couldn't. And you hadn't process it. Definitely yeah, hadn't. Yeah. Like I'd say, I remember saying like, like Greg, like someone I've grown up with, <clears throat> bawling his eyes out, and everyone was properly sad. And I was just sitting there like, I know I should be sad, but I'm not. And that was about ten o'clock that morning, and it wasn't until six o'clock that night where I got dropped home. And I went into. I remember I went into my room and I like cried probably for about three hours on end. But it's same, same, exactly the same as what he's saying. The worst thing about that is I remember everyone, all the boys, posting photos saying, "Obviously we miss you, mate." And I didn't have one photo with him, mate. Mm. Like he was one of my closest mates, or real close in that whole group. And I didn't have. One, I had a couple of mutual photos, like from parties and stuff. I didn't have one individual photo. Yeah. And from that point, like it's probably a bit annoying, but I'll get photos of all my mates, or yeah. like I save videos, whether it's a snap. Like the amount of times I sent Snapchats of him just at my house doing dumb shit. Or just hanging out, but I never saved them. So I had all them, which you know, you, ne- you just take that for granted and you don't understand it. Absolutely. Um, and it's yeah. not till that point where now, like, I value all them little things. And it's, you know, little things like me and you say to each other, drive safe. Yeah. You know, like that one yeah. message. Yeah, I, I think we all say that to each other. Yeah. And just little th- that message, like, message me when you're home, that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and like, I'm I'm always a person to apologize. Like, even if it's usually if it's a fight, I don't hold grudges. You know, like yeah. I might storm my even if it's a fight with you know the misses. Like, you know, we have a fight for an hour, but. You know, after that, I always feel bad. I'll always be one to, you know, say sorry or talk it out or at least have a reason because I hate holding grudges because yeah. if something was to happen, then, like, I'd never, let, like, forgive myself for that. Yeah. We we'll, um, were we'll, we'll just touch on this before, like, before Isaac rocked up, but um, <coughs> obviously there was, like, a little tiny thing on the weekend that happened. Yeah. And it, I was literally, like, held on to it for five, five, ten max minutes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, it's not, it's not fucking worth, like, crying. Yeah. Not crying about, but, like, not even just, like, letting it consume my time because... Like, 
I know what happened. It was out of my control, but it also like there were certain elements and certain things that were involved where you know it wouldn't have happened without those things. Yeah, so that's right. And you just gotta let it go. There's always like emotion involved, but emotion 100%. shows that there's care or there's passion yeah. behind it. You know what I mean? You know, you wouldn't have felt that if you didn't have the passion or you weren't hurt by it. You yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's where it is. And yeah, hundred percent. So that's taking you know just being grateful for everything you've got. I guess uh, you know it's hard. Everyone has shit days at work. Everyone. You know, it's every now and then you might have the shits, but I always try to as much as I can, whether it's a thank you or a love you or a see you later or yeah. how you going, like just always, just, just fuck it, send it like good night, like send it in a good night to your missus or to your mum, like one message and it can just set that, yeah. front, you know what I mean? And yeah. just, just for anyone really, like just that extra one, and that's a mental health aspect too, sending that one message to your mate, like, hey bro, how's your day or hey mate, love you, hope you're all good, or miss you mate, let's catch up for a beer, that can put someone from rock bottom to fucking skyrocket. Like and just, just feeling, feeling needed. That's just perfect. Yeah. That's a per- like, and that's from experience. The amount of times like I've just laid in bed thinking, fuck, like, you know, I'm bored. And then, you know, you say your dad calls you or someone calls you, like, and you, like my dad goes out, he's driving his truck driver, so he might just call me or someone's out and then you just lift and you're like, oh wow, like I'm wanted yeah. like you know i'm well, i think we've all experienced this i call you all the time hey let's go to macca's meet up for a coffee have a chat and it's not even like sometimes we're not in a bad headspace we're just like wanting to catch up um i remember a couple of weeks and weekends ago i had to work late on a saturday night and you called me oh i'm with grafie and and dill we just finished up at a german restaurant can we come to the office and say so, yeah, i was like yeah this is like this made yeah. my night like it's <coughs> something something just kind of in, in a sense of surprise but yeah. like a really really good and a, and a emotional surprise where it's just like you know i might have been lonely in the office tonight but just them popping in for five minutes or ten minutes it's just like that little extra thing that you need just mm-hmm. to kind of get you through but yeah you know it's like getting more relevant in the times now where a lot of people are really coming to the sense that how important it is to just send that simple message to someone and, and we spoke about this we recently done the in, an interview for smash the silence and yeah you know I, I got emotional talking about it because like I, I knew that i had people around me and i had loving family and amazing friends who would go to the ends of the earth for me i still do have you guys have everyone outside of us right now but um yeah internally you do feel alone sometimes and mm. it's and some things like like i still get down now and i've like you'd have no cause like n- not so much no cause but you just kind of just get caught in your own head when you get too much time for yourself sometimes yeah. and you kind of go down that wrong you know that long the wrong laneway and yeah. you kind of just think you know, shit, why am I feeling like this and how can I stop? The night you called me, I was kind of like working here and I was just like, you know, stressing out a little bit and I was just kind of like being really harsh on myself and not seeing that I have so much time to get shit done, essentially. And then you called me and you got you boys coming in for five minutes and then you're like, oh, do you want to come up to the pub and have a beer and, and watch a footy? I was like, all right, cool. Like, this is, like, it's just, I've I don't know, it's so important. One, I know one of my mates or one of the, someone I know, they'll obviously know who he is when I say the story, but... I remember I called him one day and this is just a bit of an example of like where he's at mentally. And I messaged him, I think it was one Friday. And I said, I called him actually and I said, hey mate, what's going on? What are you doing? No, I called him on the Thursday. I said, hey mate, what are you doing tomorrow night? Oh, nothing bro, why? What do you need? That was his first response. Mm. And I said, oh, nothing. Like I just wanted to see if you come for a beer. And he went, oh, all right. And literally I heard it in his voice change. And when I saw him the next night, he's like, oh, sorry bro, I'm used to everyone calling me, asking me for shit. And now he owns a company and for him to say that, I was like, like a lot of people to take someone for granted that much that you're they expected all the time that's fucking wrong yeah. like you know that's and that's mentally that's not fucking healthy for anyone like yeah. if you're it's always good to expect favors and to give favors every now and then everyone has to we're humans we fucking do it all the time but 
So the fact where he's answering the phone expecting to be asked for something yeah, is 100%. fucking upsetting. And that's, I know he battles from his own mental health. And I've, me and him have had conversations and he's personally said to me how much this has helped him just listen and just yeah. have an outlet. Um, and yeah, it's just, I was like, that's just so upsetting just well, to know that he's like just no matter, I think that's where a lot of people kind of undermine podcasts. Like, obviously, if it's someone that you know, you're more inclined to tune in because you know about them and, and kind of their story and how they grew up and everything. And, and you've got that personal attachment. But the amount, like, Joe Rogan, like I know they talk shit on there sometimes. We talk shit on here sometimes, but um, it's just that outlet that people need just to feel. Uh, you've literally, when you listen to a podcast, I listen to podcasts now in my car instead of music. I listen to music here and there sometimes, depending on what mood I'm feeling. But most of the time, you know, I pop on Gary V, Kerl and Ray, um, stuff that's really gonna make me think outside of the box. And you know, if I'm if I'm leaving here late at night and I'm kind of feeling myself easing over a cliff, essentially in in a mental space. Okay, fuck. Do you know who makes me feel good? Gary V. Gary V. always brings that light to me, and I fucking probably mention his name every single time we've mm, done a podcast. Pretty but much. He's so important. Yeah, yeah. He's so important though. Like he's very. But those, those, those people that you look up to, like you talk about them so much because of the impact that you've had. Like Kill and Ray now. Like yeah. we, you've been given access to the the videos and the online course, yep. and you've already said to me, you know, fuck man, he puts so many things in perspective and. Like whether it's Joe Rogan, you might list, like listening to conspiracy theories or hearing about athletes. Like you might be an athlete yourself who can listen to a UFC fighter talk about the struggles that he went through. Yeah. Having that outlet <coughs> is from, so from everyday life. It's so, yeah. so 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 important. And I think like I think podcasts now. Like my prediction on it is podcasts are going to start overtaking, not so much the music industry because people love listening to music, but they're yeah. going to get more and more and more popular because communication is starting to grow and grow and grow. Like we've seen it when the iPhone came out. People thought it was fucking as good as sliced bread, you know? Yeah. And, like, now it's just continuing to grow. There's new apps constantly developing where you can connect better, faster, stronger, and, and build relationships. I could be in Australia and build an awesome relationship with someone across the other side of the world in, in a matter of seconds kind of thing. Yeah. So no, it's unbelievable. Like, That's it. And the help that you have at your hands, like, yeah. is unreal, which is getting good. Like, how much – there's so many supportive, like, starting with Smash the Silence, and there's so many things supporting mental health these days, which is unreal, um, which – as it should be. So like it's it's good to see that everyone's jumping on board, but yeah, social media is obviously a big part. It's a social media is not a hit or a miss. It's definitely a can be a burden if you use it the wrong way. That's it, um, yeah. But it definitely can be the biggest tool in the health, in the most helpful way. Like obviously for growth of companies and physical and mental health is unbelievable. But if it's used the wrong way, as in cyberbullying or whatever goes down that path, it can also be the wrong. So, but that's like anything, I guess. Um, you know, good in moderation, I guess you could say. We, but we, you got to think about it this way, like. It's not social media that's a bad thing. Who the fuck's controlling it's the controller, phone? controller, that's yeah, right. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Human beings are just being given the tool to hide behind a keyboard and to and to say all these nasty things and then they feel like they're not going to have any repercussions. There's that been that many people who have been bullied online on social media, think, or of, who have bullied online, sorry, um, thinking, oh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm shielded, I'm protected. Next minute, the person that they're bullying decides to take their life there's repercussions. They track back through that person's messages or the comments or or what could have led up to that person deciding that it was, you know, in their mm. best interest to take their life. And the repercussions come. Like social media, it's not your fucking shield. You're not protected from it. It's not some super power or some body armor that you're wearing. It's just it's, it's a middleman communication system. But at the end of the day, you use it the wrong way, that's getting thrown out the window and it's still two human beings at the end of those devices. So, what, yeah. what, do, you, what do you both think today is, <clears throat> I guess, not a burden? What's the biggest problem, do you think, in 
our society that's causing mental health for in any youth. Ex- I, I believe, obviously, online things has something to do with it, whether that's not saying social media, but anything over a text, because from personal experience, you know, you guys can all relate to this, whether it's your mum, your boss, your girlfriend, your best mate, if I send you a message and say, ha fuck you, you don't know if I'm actually being angry yeah, that's or that's you, there's no context. There's no tone of voice. Exactly right. Read so context, yeah. if I say like, say a, a message that sounds rude, you don't know how to take that. Mm. Now, I believe that's got a big part of that because someone might mean to say something in a nice way and it comes off extremely rude and someone takes that to heart. Yeah. If they're in their room by themselves and it's nine o'clock at night and they're sitting in their bed, they will just dwell and dwell and think. Now, 20, tw- 25 years ago, no one had that, mm. you know, like, my dad's a very old fashioned. He calls my mum probably, you know, calls once a day, maybe, maybe once, like three times a week, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's just that era. But it just seems like it's so much, mental health is so much, it's obviously more aware now. So yeah. there's more resources and tools to go to. But I feel like it's more known and it's, you know, more prevalent these days in in our society rather than it was the 25, 30 years ago. You know what I mean? I well, think yeah, even think about it in a sense of like when you send a message, you can send a message without proper punctuation and the full stops. You send punctuation now, people think that you're angry at them. Yeah, like, you, know you know what I mean? mean? Like mm. people have come up mm. with these idolizations of, you know, if this person sends a full stop at the end of their message, they're pissed. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And there's, and the, or they put the dot, 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 like they're disappointed or like they just, they're dry. It might be like a really short sentence. It's like, fuck, this person hates me. You're like, what have I done? Like straight away. And I think as a marketer myself, one of the, the best things, and I, and my prediction for this is they'll remove comments eventually, but Instagram removing likes. I think that's one of the best things for someone's, yeah. um, like, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, esteem. Conf- confidence. Self-esteem, yeah. confidence, because raising the likes, it's down to quality of content now. It's mm. down to how unique and authentic is someone being and true to their platform. You have all these people living. I've had this conversation um, with a girl about a week ago, and I said, like, you know, at the end of the day, if Instagram shuts down, that 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 influencer or that person with one million followers, or she feels like she can do whatever or post this luxury lifestyle or fake persona or whatever, Instagram shuts down, and that's the only platform she's kind of been working on to build this influence and this mm. lifestyle. She's gonna feel like she has nothing. Her identity is gonna be ripped away from her. So, as a person yourself, a rate th- forget about social media, forget about the technology. Who are you? Like, mm. if if I came up to you on the street, I expect you in a sense, to be the exact same as you are, as you were perceiving yourself online. And I think that's why a lot of the people, like I've gone to Curl and Ray's events, um, you know, I haven't been fortunate enough to watch Gary V live, but I've, I've been to certain events where I'm like, I've, I've not so much met the person, but I've been, you know, Curl and Ray, for example, how he perceives himself online is exactly how he perceives you himself. Essence, you get the same essence of it. 100%. Yeah. And that's that unique authenticness where you're just like, okay, I fuck with this because this guy is true to who he is and he's yeah. not hiding behind some social media platform making himself look like he's X up here when he's really down here as a person. There's that expression, never fucking look forward to meeting your um, your idol or something like that. And sometimes it's probably real. Like there's been a lot of things around certain actors or musicians or whatever where fans have met them and they've treated them like absolute rubbish. Yeah, but on, like you see them acting in movies or doing um, interviews and stuff like that. You're like, fuck, that person would be so cool to meet. You meet them, you're disappointed. But like, I think, again, in movies and stuff, it's a, f- a fake persona. In in interviews, they put on this, like they, they know that so many people are going to watch that interview, so why not put it in their best face? Mm, yeah. But in person... They, they don't have that authenticity. You have that, one, you have that yeah. one-to-one in interaction. Like 
I don't know about you, you boys personally, and I think you would agree with my view on this, is I would prefer someone who has fucking 70 followers who I follow to be as unique on social media to, as they are in person to follow someone that has a million followers and acts like an absolute piece mm, of shit or like someone completely it's different not, in person. That's not right. And that's, yeah. something, that's something me we have tried to incorporate. That's obviously something you have as whatever you pursue, whether that's your music, whether that's Smash the Silence. You know, like I read something today, something like, it's like what did everyone say You may as well be yourself Because you're going to get disliked either way mm, 100% like, like, You know You can either fake and get disliked Or you can be yourself and get disliked So fucking You may as well go for it And that's why we as We're trying to keep these podcasts authentic And talk shit and swear Like who gives a fuck You know yeah. That's what we, it is we, That's we, us every we've day We've had messages of people And, we, and we've spoken to you about this as well We've had people go Fuck you know You shouldn't be drinking in your vlogs or And I understand the sense of that mm. um, But Or you shouldn't be swearing like I and I said, my reply to this person was, you know, I'm not looking to change who I am as a person. Like, I should probably maybe dial down the swearing a little bit, but it's who I am. It's like, it's just something that slips out. You know, it's it's how I p- speak to people. It's it's I say this all the time. It's like we're sitting at a pub right now. This this bench feels like a fucking pub table, you know. And it's like we're just having a chat, and there's no pressure or need to be someone else that we're not. So it's all about that. Like the way that yeah, if you were to sit down with me at a pub right now. How I'm acting now would be the same way that yeah, I talk to you right. in a pub, and right. I don't see I per, I personally, and there are people who see otherwise. I don't personally feel the need to change to impress other people. No, but there are people who need to do that, and they can live their life, and they can figure out how it works out in the end. That's just and that's, that's up to not them. Just that's not for me. That's yeah, for but us, that's, yeah, that's not yeah. my life, so I'm not really focused on them. But Absolutely. yeah, um, in terms of um, we're staying or getting around the celebrity topic. Um, more so recently, Will Smith and Kanye West mm. have been heavily in the media and on social media um, about Will Smith. Obviously, Jada had that um, entanglement that she said um, yep. mm. with August. That's, that's, a, that's a huge topic at the moment. Yeah. And look, I don't know the story. I'm not in to jump in. Whatever happened between him and his missus, this is the Will Smith thing. Whatever happened there, that's on them. But for the fact that they're going to start sharing a photo of a grown man crying Cry, yeah. is fucking beyond me. Like that is, I don't care who you are. I don't care... Like I like I don't know what he's done, but I don't think he's done anything wrong by the sounds of it. Don't hold me to it. He may have, but don't start fucking making memes out of someone's mental health. That does nothing yeah. for him. Now, let's. This is a bit full on and simplistic. Will Smith does something harmful to himself. Everyone who makes fun of him will then share it and fucking say, "Oh, this is yeah. like I hope he's Why all right. Is this, this is this yeah. happened." Like fuck off. Like jump on the other oh, side. Right, of the fence, it angered yeah. me the other day seeing that, seeing the meme of Kanye crying. I don't know what he's going through oh. either. Obviously, but yeah, it's like just it's just it's ri- it honestly is ridiculous that people are starting to make fun. They're not thinking about it. They're just everyone's sharing it for a like. Everyone goes, "Oh, if I make this funny meme, like, well, you know, so I'll put a caption with it, I'll get five hundred likes." We You're more worried about that than someone else's mental health. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Well, even at Kobe Bryant's funeral, Michael Jordan, like, there was that meme of Michael Jordan that was going around where he's crying, but then he started crying at Kobe Bryant's funeral. I guess. You know, fuck! I hope they don't make a meme out of me again. It's like, does that? Does you gotta hide your emotions? So you obviously, don't get like shamed on. the irrelevancy here is like he's one of the, if not the world's greatest basketballer, or was the world's greatest basketballer. But raising that in a sense, why the fuck should he have to say that mm. at someone's funeral? You know, like he shouldn't have to be like, you know, fuck! I hope no one makes a meme of me crying again. Yeah, like, yeah, like it's wh- just it's really getting, you know, and it's. I think I've seen a few. One thing that a bit full on is I've seen a few people not the person that I know but someone to you know maybe tag a hurtful comment or say a hurtful comment on someone's thing two weeks later they're sharing something about mental health mm. and I'm like you're kind of just contradicting yourself it's a bit hypocritical um, you know you're either in or you're out like there's no 
you know, we all put shit on our mates and muck around with it, but to take it to that extent, yeah. I don't know. It's just, I'd, I've never, yeah, I've always been a little bit softer in the fact of, you know, I guess check on someone's feelings or see how they're feeling. So to see someone show emotion and then you make fun of them and that, that's just petty to me. I think that's yeah. very immature and petty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what do, you, what do, you, do you know much about the Will Smith and Jada thing? Okay, I don't know about the actual situation itself. However, I can understand that um, Will and Kanye are obviously going through different mental health journeys, obviously different diagnoses. Like, so Kanye bipolar, uh, you know, so he's going to have an erratic behaviour where he's going to, you know, um, one second he'll be um, acting in a certain way. And um, obviously, I don't know if you saw Kim Kardashian's statement that she put out about Kanye, I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, no, I haven't but been following it too much. Yeah, so basically um, she just put out um, saying that um, yeah, Kanye is a genuine person. Like, obviously, um, he's someone that struggles from bipolar. Please don't try and make fun of him. Uh, everything that he does, he's doing it with the best intentions of his heart. And so, you know, like things like running for presidency, he's not doing it because of clout or something like that. Yeah. He's doing it because that's what he believes is the best thing for him to do yeah. in that behavior and that mind state that he's in um as for will you know like obviously they're going they've had relationship problems and um if they're together now that means that they've probably mended those relationship problems um you know like and that obviously like there's entanglement whatever people might say like oh will's like jade is in the wrong or something like that but like we don't know no one should make that judgment and obviously um sharing these things of will and sharing these things of kanye and and of course um michael jordan as well you know, they um, turning them into memes is like not not it, man. Like, mm. like no, memes are these. So, memetics is, is the study for like years, and basically it's the idea like of sharing ideas, like popular ideas, and um, you know, so like anything could be a meme. You know, like uh, a brand new whatever. So like yeah. brand new Tesla, turning that into a meme, and like these memes become all sorts of different things, right? Yeah, and so to turn like a a man who is broken, he's uh, uh, crying about the fact that he could, you know lose his daughter right and that's in his bipolar mindset and turning that into you know Kanye crying about i don't know when like something stupid like something that's like not relevant it's just it's just awful you know and so um obviously in popular culture memes are this really popular thing and um and people like logan paul who we mentioned before is um is obviously a big meme and um like i'm not saying big meme is in like funny meme i'm talking about Morgan Paul is this big idea that's very popular. People are like, uh, he's got this, he's even got like this really crazy persona online, goes and does these crazy things, uh, crazy things, whatever, you know, like go, <laughs> going into that forest and you know, yeah. doing something that was pretty inappropriate. Yeah. And, um, you know, and he's apologized many times. And I'm not going to defend Logan Paul for his behavior. Uh, I don't know the guy, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> like, you right. know, but like the, and the thing is, is that like he um, got like completely like, and like his behavior of like you know treating other people like quite inappropriately as well, and like Jake Paul and like this kind of it's almost bully culture is is a popular thing as well. And like so when people say YouTube drama, and um, people are inspired by YouTube drama, um, they like if and they want to become you know what I mean. Like it's the same. And when you're saying like, uh, like people like models on Instagram, it's all framing. Mm. They're just framing a persona. It's all filtered. Mm. They want to look a certain way. They want to appear a certain way to certain people. And like to some people, that's okay. Like if someone wants to enhance their appearance because they don't feel they have some. Oh, that's the that's the camera stopping and recording. Beauty, we're All back. Right. Camera died. Camera died. <laughs> sick. Uh, I was going on a rant, so that's that's funny. <laughs> um, basically, um, where I was at is um, yeah. Obviously, a lot of people will see these models of framing themselves and like in their or or we're just famous people framing their lives in a certain way. Um, you know, famous uh, people like like I don't know whether it's like a tiktok person or someone that's like i don't know 
on the next Victoria's Secret, whatever. Um, a lot of people will look up to these people, um, not ne- not just for like the person them as a person, but for the life and the like the look. And um, you know, sometimes it's not fully reflective of who they are as a person. And like, um, you know, for some people that's fine. Like, whether it's like, um, do my hands their appearance, cool. But like, there's there's certain um people that are we probably shouldn't be looking at in terms of like the way that they treat others, especially this YouTube channel. Um, a big one, like for personal experience, um, there's this guy that I go to uni with. Um, who is a who looks up to um like the I don't know like Logan Paul like he, I think he watches their videos or like even the Sidemen or whatever that you know and looks at their like YouTube drama right and so um like when I was going through a really bad time last year um like we were friends and I, I kind of like like I, I kind of like distanced myself from him like not because like I didn't like him but because I wasn't um, okay. And I, I pushed him away and he got really offended by that. So in his YouTube videos, oh. um, he dissed the fact that I, like he dismissed my mental health basically. Um, well, t- tell him in multiple ways. Yeah. Like, yeah so I, um, he put made a video about mental health. Um, I'm not going to say whose name or, you know, and I, I reached out in a comment just saying like, this is really awesome, man. Like uh, I'm so glad that you're talking about this. And, um, you know, I got comments from his friends that were very, quite targeted and very nasty and that really like messed with me you know like someone dismissing the fact that like i had you know been you know so hurt right and then there's that follow-up as well yeah follow-up yeah he made a diss track about me <laughs> yeah well he made a diss track and it was a portion a that was about, about me comment, yeah. yeah about my comment and how i'm irrelevant and um you know and like that's the thing is that like calling someone that and calling my feelings irrelevant is really quite hurtful and dismissive and like, like that's like an example of like that kind of culture taking you know taking a really bad turn like you know and i'm sure you know i'm sure he's like i don't know what he's like now but i'm sure he's fine but like you know that's an example of how like he has been influenced in a, in a negative way that contradicts the care that he sh- is pursuing in his other mental health aspects. So, you know, it's about kind of adopting and educating yourself a little bit, you know, whether it's like, it's same with Black Lives Matter, you know, we need to like educate ourselves, you know, and um, make sure that we understand what's right, what's wrong and like understand um, that other people have the right to feel things. And like, mm. so, you know, <coughs> being able, like, men- like the social media is a blessing and a curse. There's a blessing in terms of being able to get amazing things out there whether it's like the car map is sick like that mm. and like the LeBron James is all that. over it like he's the, like he's the face of calm and I reckon that's crazy like like one of the biggest athletes right now is like the face of Harry, Harry, Harry Styles but, Harry Styles but it, it, even the NBA just started back up like we're watching who was I watching it with last night like Cooper and, and Joel yep. and on the back of all their jerseys you've got a quality they took a knee and that, yep. that kind and of Black thing Lives like Matter yeah. it's awesome man yeah, everything everything like there was no names printed on the jersey it was a quality and yep. um can't remember the other ones, but that was that was one of the main ones that I was seeing, yep. and you just think, oh, this is this is really good. Yeah, but man. So like, yeah, social media it, it should be used for good, and it should be used for um you know framing um good intentions and good people. Like um you know that's what we should be doing. Like you know there's there's a place for comedy, there's a place for good laughs, there's a place for a joke, um but there's like obviously a there's not a place for you know calling out someone's mental health there's not a place for racism there's not a place for and like I, that I, kind of stuff you know my personal opinion on this because i've seen the video and again we're not mentioning any names not nah. not throwing any, anyone yeah. under the bus but 
in a sense of, yeah, he's made a video about mental health. You've commented something positive, nothing negative, yeah. just in, in support of him, no matter what f- past um, events might have happened between your friendships or whatever. Yeah. Um, as you said, you distanced yourself because you needed to obviously figure yourself out and yeah. you felt that the best way to do that was to push the people close to you away. And you said yeah. that at the start of the podcast. But in a sense of like when he retaliates to that and he gets, he, pr- he would have spoken, he would have notified like there's no way that girl would have seen that just on her own and, and she's obviously close to him. Yep. He would have said, probably taken a screenshot of what you said, sent it to her, she's commented back and fought back. Yeah. But then to make a retaliation, like, n- not a t- retaliation, but to make a follow-up video, call it like mm-hmm. making a, what would you call it? Um, a diss track, A diss, a diss yeah. track, yeah. essentially, about your comment <laughs> yeah. when you're in full support of the cause and what he's talking about. Like that it's bit, is it's going. Bit, um, uh, it's <coughs> it's also like as nice and no disrespect when I say it's a bit of a laugh. No disrespect towards the mental health aspect. It's a laugh in the fact of they've wasted their time and gone out of their way to come back again. If that yeah, makes sense 100%. now. To me personally, that seems like he's obviously got issues, so he's trying to play this hierarchy role and put you down because yeah. he's got he's obviously his own dramas, and that's like we we touch on again with Gary V is. Yeah, reverse psychology. If someone's putting shit on you, make it like, well, I'm, I'm sorry, are you okay? You know yeah. what I mean? Obviously, yeah. if they've got negativity yeah. to throw, they've got their built up with negativity in themselves. So it's as as much as that's ridiculous, that is, but that's also not a laugh. It's just so stupid. They've yep. gone out of their way to waste their time of their valuable day just to come back at you, yep. you know, which, mm. you know, it's it, just, it, it it's do, stupid. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense nah, to me. I can't, see, I can't see someone's, train of thought and thinking yeah this lines up like yeah. for you to comment a supportive comment and him hit back at you and, and throw, like call you out or whatever obviously he didn't say your name but he knew yeah. that you'd watch it after that yeah. while that you got and like I, i'm not mentioning that to cause cause drama mm. or it's like just a know, perfect example yeah, yeah. it's just an example and like the, you know and like that really p- brought back those anxiety feelings that i had back in that time mm. You know what I mean? Like, and I was really struggling with it for a few days, and like, um, I, I talked to Aiden quite regularly about it, and you know, so like, I was, I was pretty open with him. Like, I can't, I don't feel really good. Yeah. And um, it was like, uh, maybe like two days later that I was like, you know what? I need to like do like, I, like not do something obviously in the sense that I need to like hit back or yeah. you know be Retaliate. aggressive back. No. So like, I wrote down my story because the biggest part was was that I, that I was dismissed for not sharing as much as he was. So I was like, okay, well then that's fine. I have talked about it quite openly before, but I'll I'll write up a status on Facebook, you know. And it's not not like I'm talking about mental health because I want likes, I want clicks, you know. Like, it, there's no, it's not the benefit to me to talk about my my journey. It's like I guess like I've I've I, when I was going through that open communication, like that helped me a lot. But in the terms of now, like the reason that I speak out so much about my journey is to hopefully help people who have gone through the same thing or going through the same thing and realizing that there is hope, there is there is a way to get back from this. So like I wrote out my story, you know, I said like um, I was down to 47 kilos, I was in and out of hospital, um, you know, and doing um, ECG tests and like they're going, there's nothing wrong, like your heart's fast, but like, there's nothing wrong. And I'm thinking like there's something wrong with me. And like figuring out that I was struggling with anxiety and um, and like being able to deal with that and um, and so I I wrote that in a status and it got lots of people and the thing was is that even when I was getting comments of support you still keep thinking about that one mm, negative comment yeah you know what I mean and that just shows like how much negativity can like overweigh like you can have like. 50 people in your corner clapping you know going, you can do this yeah. but there's that one guy who's like 
screw you, you're shit, fuck you. And whatever. you focus on the comment. It's the yeah. same. It's the same with Mindy, bro. Like you say all these like. You don't really say too many of them now, but when you do say a good story, you're like, oh, yeah, cool story. But then you see those negative things, those catchy headlines of X amount of people have done this or whatever. And yep. they try, like, putting out negative stories, it's it's drama. It's 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 why people watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Yeah. It's why they watch Jersey Shore. It's why they watch all these different shows yep. where it's drama filled because it provides a, a sense of entertainment and people wanting to know and being Click, curious. Clickbait. Clickbait. Absolutely. 100%. <coughs> 100%. Like, well, that's it. That's just. It's a shame that everyone, well, not everyone, I should say everyone, but a lot of things these days have gone towards the negative just to draw attention. Now, yeah. that's a, that's the way it is. Um, obviously, that doesn't help with mental health. So, I guess that's why speaking about it is so important because there's so much negative things. Like, people are using platforms to elevate themselves by putting other people down. Yeah, and I think absolutely. a lot of people are doing that. But, yeah, look, um, where do, anyway, off the topic, where do you see yourself in 10 years? In 10 years? Well, where do you want to be in 10 where, years? Yeah, where, would you, where would you like to be? I'd like to know that question. Uh, in 10 years... I would really love to be helping out as many people as I can. Like I, um, I'm not, a, I'm not a therapist, I'm not a psychologist, but I'd love. I'm, I'm still educating myself. I'm still like understanding, and I'm working really closely with um people who are professionals and understanding like their thought process. So, it's a like I'd, I'd love to be still doing Smash the Silence and taking that um to like out of this Camden area. Like obviously right now I've got the support. Um, from Camden Council, um, when they take the lead program, they've taken on the Smash the Silence as a program, which is awesome, and we're doing like this awesome ten week program at the moment. Um, but you know, I'd love to be taking it to um different councils, different areas, um, taking it into schools, taking it mm. into like over like all over Australia, and being able to help Smash the Silence for a lot of young people and the, like the next generation that's coming up. I want like the next generation to be able to feel like like let's have that open communication, let's understand more. Um, you know, like it, I think back when I was in high school, like talking about mental health, like, you know, the, the schools would come in one day, give you like a little bit of, un, like, you know, bit of understanding of like what depression is. And then, you know, there's no follow up, you know, you just understand one day. But if I can ha- create a regular program that comes into places and, um, you know, and can help as many people and get people educated on like what's out there, um, you know, so that, like if they are concerned about a friend, if they're concerned about a family member or even concerned about themselves, like, yeah, like that. That's that's the goal. I just want to be yeah, absolutely doing that. I, awesome. I read a um, <coughs> I read a quote before you guys came in here, yeah, and it's around um, schooling and education and stuff. And the quote was like, "We spend so many years in education, but no one teaches you how to love yourself." Yeah, like that, I think that's so that's that's, a, that's so powerful. That's got such a big message behind it. Yeah, yeah. I think if you need to read that a couple of times to really understand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I've just gonna, just, gonna, just gonna say it one more time so it sinks in. Yeah, like we spend so many years in education that no one teaches you how to love yourself, mm. or but but no one teaches you how to love yourself. Life skills, life skills should be a subject. Yeah. I think it's a yeah. big mandatory subject from how, seven how, to twelve. How, like how to pay your ta- like little stuff like that. How do you pay your tax? Not even uh, like and like that's a great like say life skills like that. Like maybe like I know it sounds stupid, but how to register your car, how to yeah. drive, how to, how to change a tire. Even that, better, that kind of stuff how, to, be awesome. how to bring yourself out of a, let's have a subject, okay, how to bring yourself out of a mental thing. Like yeah. Yeah. demonstrate and practice in PE and physical health, or then breathing techniques we just did. Mm. Okay, let's in, now nutri- I think that one thing from experience, like as Aiden knows, I'm, I just, I've always, I'm the same as you, I love studying the human body, whether it's bio, like on the biology side or the psychology side, just, human performance in general just interests me whether yep. it's physical emotional mental anything just it, it really interests me um one thing i've learned over the years from more from like a foot playing footy and then a performance physical aspect now into mental and um, emotional aspect is people think nutrition is just for the physical side of your body 
Now, when people say nutrition, they go, okay, if I eat good, I'll get a six pack. But it fucking goes so far beyond that. Like your body is like, treat your body like a car. If you put shit fuel into your car, it's going to run shit. You put good fuel into it, it's going to run better. Now, and that's, that is experience from myself. Like, and when I was going through my mental problems, I was eating shit. I was eating probably one or two, maybe big meals a day. Probably only one really. Having them seven hours apart, sleeping shit. Was I was drinking on the weekend, abusing my body. Wasn't eating. Since I started eating better, and just having a healthier lifestyle, my body is unbelievable. Like, and I just, it's, that's perfect. Your brain it needs to function off what it's getting fed. So that's another thing I think needs to be nutrition in general, but just for the fact of the mental aspect of it. Now, not even, like, I don't care if you don't want to, you know, be, have big arms and have that. Like, I'm not saying eat, you know, lean chicken and vegetables every day, mm. but have the adequate and education and nutrition yeah. for your mental. And that's, it's, it's so important. It honestly is so important. And that's, that's one thing I want to try to push through is how much you can have a, human performance you know it's it's unbelievable so talking about mental health is one thing but i think there was that quote from jim carrey and it said um it said yeah mental health is an illness but it said i also believe that if you don't get adequate sunlight nutrition the right help sleep then you're not giving yourself a fighting chance Mm, and that's so important like it's it's honestly talking is great but you know say let's you know you're not fucking sleeping you're taking drugs every day or you're drinking every day and you're doing this you're putting yourself into the hole but then you're seeing a psychologist so you're just like a sprinkler effect Going back to day one. So you need to look up, literally love yourself. Like you have to love yourself as corny as that is. Yep. It's fucking so important. It yeah. really is. Yeah. So um, that's probably a wrap on today's episode, but uh, tell the people how they can find Smash the Science. Where can they go to? Yeah. So um, if you go on Instagram, you can go smashthescience.au. Um, you can go on Facebook um, and look up Smash the Science. Um, you'll find us on there. Um, yeah, man, yeah, we've got this awesome 10-week series that's coming out. So uh, we already had a um, an interview with Hamani Tanganoa. Um, he's a uh, Indigenous and gay man. And uh, he talked about um, his experience of um, self-harm and um, racial discrimination and um, understanding his identity. Um, so uh, and we've got an awesome band this week. We've got Splendor Fiasco um, kicking off. Uh, we've got an interview with Aiden on Sunday, which uh, is just awesome. And uh, he opened up. And, uh, yeah, I, I, you just have to go wait and see. You mm. just go, have to go listen to mm. it because uh, I'm not going to speak for him. He mm. he did an amazing job at um, opening up. And, uh, yeah, like, it was probably – I heard it was pretty raw. Yeah, on, on, a, on a personal a note. Yeah, it was, you know, not not that I'm anything special now, but I'm, I'm very proud of, of who I am now and mm. mentally yeah, be, and, and emotionally. And, and I'm very connected with myself now. But, yeah, you know, sitting down in front of a camera and, and talking to you who was behind the camera – about everything that happened, like you, 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 it's almost like your body, your physical body's in that moment, but your your mind travels back to those mm. experiences, you and that's where I caught up with yeah. my emotion. And yeah, as you said, it got, it got raw, 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 and raw. and I've I've, you know, when we when we finished filming after, and like I've started to get very teary and emotional, and you know, one of the first things I said to you is like, leave that in there because it's I think people seeing me like they'll see me now listening to this podcast and hearing and and whatever and whatnot but seeing me for how i was to to the things i've done now to to build into who i am today is very important and it's a very important <coughs> aspect yeah. in a sense 100%, 100% of that there's yeah. always a light at the end of the tunnel yep. and yeah i'm i'm very very excited and yeah. um to see what this video this sunday can do and for all future videos and yeah, and um seeing yeah, your personal progression and like um and also like seeing how you understand um, how you felt back then and um, healthy relationships as well. Like um, 
uh, yeah, healthy like having understanding how to have a healthy relationship is such a such an undervalued thing. Like, and obviously, when you're saying you need to love yourself before you can love someone else, I think a lot of people really need to like understand yeah. and hear that more. So important. Yeah, because like if you if you don't love yourself, then you're just gonna treat the other person like they're not you know, equal to you. You know what I mean? And like, love is about sharing um your happiness and your joy with someone else and i think that if you can learn how to have that balance that's another thing that should be in schools healthy relationships yeah because far out man if i had learned about healthy relationships <laughs> a little bit earlier yeah. oh that would have fixed that, a lot of <laughs> but a bit, a bit of i guess on a high note towards the end is if anyone listening and anyone is going through something or you know and he's coming out of it i think from three blokes who have been through it all we can all say how great it feels to be on the other side absolutely i literally 100%. feel when i look back you know it's Literally been 12, probably within the last 12 months, I've grown, Everyone, I've said to everyone, I've, in the last 12 months, I've grown probably five years, yep. mentally, physically, and I guess just maturity-wise. Mm. Um, but it literally feels like I'm sitting on top of a hill looking down. And that's so how it looks. Enough. I'm looking at everything and... I guess just from myself, from Aiden as well, we're so proud and happy of what you're doing with Smash the Silence, and mate. I, so yeah, and you look at you guys with flow, like it's it's gonna be. Well, that's awesome, the thing. Man. Like this is a, a literally example right here. Is like you support each other, you're gonna go a long way together. Hundred like. percent, man. Um, but yeah, to end on a note, what's the best piece of advice someone's ever given you? Best piece of advice someone else has given me. Yeah. Um, Mum, parent, sibling, whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Little si- little uh, sisters <laughs> giving you the best piece of advice. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah. The best piece of advice really was just literally love yourself before you can love someone else. That's literally like, mm. yeah. And and also, your mum knows best. Listen to your mum. <laughs> trust me, she knows her shit. She's been yeah. through it all. Yeah. Oh, actually, I know that we're just ending on a high note. But I was, you asked me before how Isaac and myself met. So we met through one of his events that he made. But cool, <laughs> fun fact. Cool, fun fact. Fun fact. To end the episode, my dad, his first ever job. Uh, Isaac's mum was my dad's boss, and then our dads lived together. Yeah, before we, did, well, before yeah. we were even before born. We, yeah. Before we were yeah. even born, and then we met at, kind of accidentally. You found about out th- uh, about my music through someone else, and yeah. then we yeah. just yeah. Well, and right? then we just found out. Another fun fact: Ian's gonna hate that I'm gonna bring this. Are home. you from Newcastle originally as well? Yeah, 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 born yeah Newcastle. Yeah. yeah. So you, your dad from Camden. Yeah, is that right? And then you're from Newcastle, and they. So mates. yeah, so my yeah, so my dad. Um, I don't want to talk about his full journey, but um, yeah, yeah he's, he has his own mental health journey. That, um, but yeah, yeah, he um grew up in Ingerdean, so like yeah, near yeah. the Shire, yeah. and so yeah, he came to Camden, and um, my mum from Newcastle also came to Camden, and they both started working at the same venue, and that's how they met. Yeah, so right. yeah, both at the Civic Center, and um, yeah, now. My mum's still there and yeah. I work in there for council. It's that's, that's crazy, it's, man. It's, it's bizarre, such man. a small world, yeah. eh? Yeah. You don't know who, everyone knows it, everyone. Well, what was this thing that you didn't want me to, to know about? What was that? Oh, oh right. Yeah. So <laughs> now back, you got me in back, back when I back when I used to do um, music producing and DJing and stuff, I found Aiden's Instagram of him singing with his guitar and stuff. So I hit him up and I was like, Hey Aiden, um, like let's let's make a song together. Oh and so, no. so I ma- I made this tr- made this track and I was like, hey, Aiden, can you like sing sing like I'm gonna sing over the top of it? And so Aiden sent me this like him just singing vocals over the top of the song, and like, <laughs> <laughs> we both can't like, get through like the Bro, first thirty I, I, seconds. I is, it is it bad? I think the, this is what happened. Oh, wanna, this, this, this can is we help? end it with no, the no, song? Go on, no. All right, we'll upload on Instagram <laughs> later. This is how we got clarification. So I was talking Send to, it to a, me. I'll upload it. Later. I was yeah. to, I was talking to a girl that at the time. And you knew her personally, and she goes to me. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. You should sing like this, and <laughs> I was just like, "Fuck!" <laughs> like and he did, he did it. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, it was amazing. You know, great song. You uh, know, but that's the thing. Like, should hit number one. I reckon. I look back on all the, all the songs and everything that I've done now, 
and it's the fucking piss take now. I, I like, well, like some of them, yeah. like, are still close to my heart and whatever. But some of them, like, when the early stages, you're like, fuck me. Like, a, very, your, a lot of your music was a very emotional pour out, yeah. like, in a good way, though. Yeah, like, yeah. and like now where you're at now, like you said, you're not laughing, but you look like, wow, that's extreme yeah, because just, you know where yeah. you've come from. Yeah. And it's in fucking music form, you know? Yeah, yeah. Man, like and not that I'm doing music now, but again, in that music, when I was doing, like, in the music industry, like you see that progression, you practice enough, you get better at something. It's the 100%. same with business. Like mm. I knew fuck all when I started. I, I started yeah. my business with two hundred dollars, and not that I'm fucking rolling in dough. Say that in twenty years when you got fifty million. Yeah, yeah entrepreneurship. <laughs> <laughs> Having boxing fights with Trump and that. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, but like, yeah, not that I'm obviously. I'm not even financially successful now, but like you just learn so many things if you put 100%. in the hard effort. I think Warren Buffett was saying you spend ten thousand hours on something, you become a oh, yeah. like professional at it. Like that's the thing. Like looking at back at music, like you started and you know, fuck the first song I ever wrote was shit. But then, like you, you, I released my last song. And I was like, that was the, f- the best thing I've ever written, and yep. I was so true to who I was. And you know, it's it's mm. massive importance for that, and yeah. it's with everything you do, whether it's business, mental health. If you spend enough time on something, especially your brain, I spend enough time on my brain now. You boys have done the same. Yep. You find a whole lot of fucking clarity. Absolutely. And you know, you can identify who you are when someone asks you. You can put a short form to who you are, your beliefs, your values in one sentence and boom, like you've figured it out. But not in a sense of like, you know everything about everything. It's just, you know who you are and hey, I'm here now. I'm trying to get there. Like, it's just like that checkpoint thing, you know? Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Honestly, no, today's chat's been <coughs> awesome, boys. Like, it's pro- probably, yeah. been great probably been my favourite Great chat. value yeah. out of it and I hope everyone can take something out of it. But again, thanks, mate, for what thanks, you're doing thanks. and you just keep doing your thing because yeah. you're killing it. So, yeah, appreciate so you guys. Guys. what you're doing is inspirational and hopefully everyone here can get some great value out of it. Yeah. Um, everyone listening, you know, where you can find us on our, all our platforms, on Spotify, on Apple Music and Instagram and YouTube. Um, so, thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs>